sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Winner takes a 3-2 lead in this opening round series. Morant. Listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. And welcome to Opposite Picks on this Wednesday, April 27th. Here's truly Scott Wetzel sitting in for the next 60 minutes, taking your phone calls, 844-843-6879. Again, toll free, 844-843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. <clears throat> it is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E. Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact icon and fire away. TNT there with the call there as the Memphis Grizzlies do, in fact, beat uh, the Minnesota Teacups. The Butler didn't do it, but John Moran did. Sunrise is in the West. Arizona Sports went out, under and out in the NBA. Uh, Stankies were cheating. Wow, shocking news. Uh, and you can ask for anything, I suppose. We'll get to all those stories, plus your phone calls, pyramid plays, open parlays, opposite picks all coming up <clears throat> over the next 50, uh, six minutes or so. What's going on, LLs? Loyal listeners, how are you on this uh, Wednesday hump day? Glorious day, a little sunshine out uh, here on Long Island, a little, little brisk outside. Still waiting for that to really spring weather to come through. So far, it hasn't been the case. You know who came through last night? John Morant. Boy, you heard it. Uh, you know, he's making a name for himself for sure. Not that we didn't know who he was. They made the playoffs last year, but, you know, he's really... This is why Memphis is, in, in, you know, the better of the two teams. They have the one guy you can give the ball to and go make a play. It's a guards league. It is two, no, no two ways about it. I don't care how good Carl Anthony Towns is. I don't care how good Embiid is. I don't care how good all these big to seven-foot centers who want to shoot threes are. You have to give it to a guy and say, here, there's 10 seconds left. Go win the game. And that's what they have. I don't think Minnesota necessarily has that, but that's what they – they have a guy. They have – and not that I'm comparing him, per se, to Michael Jordan, but they have a guy. Here you go. Here's, here's Helen Iverson. Here you go. Tie game. Ten seconds left. Go make a play. We're going to spread the court. You're going to get the ball, and then let's see how good you are. And this guy is as good as there is in the NBA. He he is. I mentioned it before. He is Russell Westbrook in his prime. He is that quick. You can't stop him. Just can't stop him. I mean, he had two guys basically on him. He shedded the one guy, and then it drove to the lane in front of another guy, and he was able to avoid that guy. And do an underhand scoop Wetzel like layup that uh, you know I haven't seen since my glory days, and and uh, and they win the game. And here's the problem with Minnesota, you know, because they're right there. I, I can't believe Minnesota is actually trailing in the series three two. But here's why you bet Memphis game six because I know the whole world's gonna be on Minnesota, right? Yeah, they they played them tough. They did this, they did that. You know, they can play them tough in Memphis. They should uh, get over the hump in Minnesota. Here's why I'm going to have our guys on on Memphis, even though I'm holding on to that Minnesota, you know, to win the Western Conference ticket, and I'm rooting for Minnesota. But you're asking Minnesota now to basically win six games. What? 
They're down 2-3. How's that possible? Because when you think about it, they won game one, right? <clears throat> they stunk out game two. Pissed that away. They had a 26-point lead in game three, and they pissed that away. They did win game four. They should have won last night. They controlled the whole game. They're leading by double digits in the fourth quarter. They were leading basically from the second quarter on. They outplayed Memphis, point being, yet they lost. So now you're asking Minnesota to outplay them in game one. They did. Outplay them in game three. They did, but lost. Outplay them in game four. They did. They won. Outplay them in game five. They did, but they lost. And now they're still down 3-2, which means they're going to outplay them basically in game six and game seven. That means you're asking Minnesota to outplay Memphis six out of the seven games. Even though they weren't able to finish off two of those, they still outplayed them. And that stuff doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. It really, especially, especially when you're the number seven seed. And the team you're facing, obviously, in this case, is the number two seed. Uh, you know what? I, I'm rooting for Minnesota, hoping for Minnesota, praying for Minnesota. But I'm going to be betting Memphis. And the whole world's going to be on Minnesota. And they're going to be favored by, you know, I don't know if they will be favored or not. Right now, they're a dog. But And the boys in Vegas are smart. They are. There's a reason why they're a two-point favorite. Even though they lost game, you know, they split games at three and four. They got outplayed last night. Yet somehow or another, they're a bigger favorite in game six than they were in games three and four. How does that make any sense since Minnesota's really controlled the play? Because they're thinking like I am. Minnesota, especially, especially a young team shot they had that game man they had that game and i even with, with 35 40 seconds left after cat hit the big three and uh, put them up two possessions you thought okay they were gonna win <clears throat> and, and somehow or another they pissed it away uh, just amazing you know they were down three with uh 10 plus seconds left they designed to play they got it to edwards edwards hit the three he tied the game at 109 you thought it would go to overtime but there was still a few seconds left for morant and uh, he performed his magic. They grew up three games to two. Amazing. Suns go up 3-1. That, that was a, an, an easy one. I would have been real surprised that if uh, if New Orleans would have been able to hang with Phoenix last night. They didn't. So Suns win easily. And then Miami finishes off Atlanta despite no Jimmy Butler or Kyle Lowry. Boy, I tell you what. Uh, John Morant's stock went up and Trey Young's stock went down this postseason. Just getting underway. Opposite picks right here on Sports Grid Radio. Phone calls coming up. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Young looking. In the corner, Gallinari, double T. And that is it. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844 843 6879 
TNT, or excuse me, to NBA TV with the call there as, uh, yes, the Miami Heat without Jimmy Butler, who uh, didn't want to play for some reason last night. God, these guys are unbelievable. We're even seeing it in the postseason. Regular season, okay, not happy about it, don't like it, but it is what it is. They're prima donnas. But I didn't think that Jimmy Butler, who's known for being this hard, tough, rough, you know, can't take him off the court type of guy, is going to sit out an NBA playoff game, especially without Kyle Lowry playing. You know, I mean, if, if it's just just him up three games to one, you're like, well, oh, okay, we, we should be able to win. But when your second best player, or maybe at worst, your third best player also isn't playing, and you, you have a chance to lose that game, and you have to go back to Atlanta, you know, leading 3-2, and then the Hawks maybe with a little mojo, you, you got to get your ass out there and play, right? I mean, just suit up. Even, I, again, I don't understand this about Zion Williamson we talked about. I don't understand about Ben Stevens. I don't understand about all these guys who supposedly are so fragile they can't put a basketball uniform on and sit at the end of the bench. Use them as a decoy, for goodness sakes. You got to get your ass out there, Butler. You know, if you want to be regarded as one of the better players in the league, and he is, he's not one of the best. He's one of the better. You just can't sit out last night. So no Butler, no Lowry. You got to figure the doors open for, uh, you know, the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young to be able to snipe one and then go back home, like I said, down 3-2 and then have a chance in this series. And Miami won anyway. And Miami won, and boy, I tell you what, like I said before the break, <clears throat> John Morant's stock has gone up and Trey Young's stock has gone down. Another awful performance from Trey Young. They can't even, the Hawks can't even get a shot off, for goodness sakes. Down three, chance to send the game to overtime. They got 10 seconds left or so, and they inbound the ball in the corner, and, and basically they got stuck and they threw the ball away. Oh, that's embarrassing. You're talking about a team, folks, that was actually in the Eastern Conference Finals. Let us not forget last year. They took the Milwaukee Bucks to six games, and if not for uh, um, uh, the injury to Young, they may have won that series and been in the NBA Finals. This year, they had to sneak in as one of the play-in games uh, and uh, be able to get in as the number eight seed. Lucky for them to be able to do that. And Trey Young, boy, what a dog. Listen, I would take him on my team, but any any debate about whether you'd rather have Trey Young or Luca, remember they were created for each other draft day. Uh, that's over. You know, that, that that's, uh, you know, I, I think Young's going to be around for a long, long time, and he's going to be a pretty good player, but he's not going to be Luca. That's for damn sure. Dallas won that trade. Absolutely. Trey Young in this series. Boy, you just talk about having a horrible series. Nobody talks about it because, yeah, who cares about the Atlanta Hawks? But he scored in five games. He had three where he scored 11 points or less. 11 last night, an elimination game. Again, Miami without two of its better players. Do you really think you're going to go into that game with a chance? He goes 2 of 12. 0 for 5 from three-point land. Oh, that's horrible. Just horrible. He scored 8 points in a game this series, 9 points in a game this series, and 11 points in a game this series. And you'll never win. Never win. You know, in a lot of ways, the Atlanta Hawks are a microcosm of the Brooklyn Nets. They really are. Two teams that had nice years last year, expectations through the roof for various different reasons. But Atlanta, you know, reached the Eastern Conference Finals last year, expectations through the roof. And you kept on waiting all season long for both the Nets and the Hawks to turn it on, turn it on. Eventually, they're going to turn it on. Eventually, they're going to be the Atlanta Hawks team we saw last year. Eventually, the Nets are going to be the Nets team that we thought they were going to be. 
and it just never happened in the regular season. You still thought it might happen here in the postseason. And obviously for neither team, it just never did. One and eight combined. Celtics obviously sweeping the nets and then uh, obviously Miami last night winning in five over the Hawks. So whether it's KD, whether it's job or whether it's Trey Young, we've had some real star players just play like absolute dogs this postseason so far. So Miami advances. They get a couple of days off to figure out who they're going to play. And uh, and off they go with no Jimmy Butler, uh, shockingly enough. How about the unders last night? Three and oh. It's amazing. This year has been nothing but an over year in the NBA, and we've had nothing but unders this postseason. Now 28 unders, 15 overs. 28 and 15. One thing that is starting to balance out, you know, favorites won yesterday, but only one of them covered. So favorites are now in the NBA postseason 30 and 13, pretty good, but only 24-19 against the spread. Still halfway decent, but consider that was 20 and nine at one point. So over the last uh, 13 games, the uh, favorites are four and nine. So it's it's starting to switch back. And same thing with straight up. It, it was 23 and six. So over those last uh, amount of games, uh, favorites are now seven and seven. You know, not horrible, but obviously a favorite you're supposed to win 65 to 70% of the time. So it's uh, starting to balance itself off a little bit. But had 3-0 under last night, you know. And I tell you, I, I look at these numbers, and I want to play overs. It took all my effort to play an under in a Phoenix Suns game last night. Phoenix at home, you know, in a 2-2 series against New Orleans who can't spell defense, let alone play it. And, and the number was 215.5. I mean, the boys in Vegas were begging you. They were begging you to play the over, right? And and I didn't want to, or I did actually, but I said, no, you know, it's a, it's a game five. I love playing unders in game five, so I'm going to stick to my guns and my system and my knowledge over the years, and lo and behold, the game goes under. As the other two went under as well. So, yeah, I guess you got to keep playing the unders until it flips. 28 and 15. Un unbelievable. Uh, you know what's not unbelievable? Just a minute on baseball. Uh, how about this? The letter that the, uh, the Stankies were so afraid of the public seeing was revealed. Thank you, a couple of guys who sued DraftKings. Do you see this story? The whole story, you know, basically the Red Sox accused the Stankies of cheating back in 2017, 18, I think it was. So they did an investigation. Uh, you know, word kind of leaked out that the Yankees were cheating, but nothing ever came of it because we didn't get all the details of it. So you had a couple of guys that were doing fantasy over at DraftKings, and they said, what the fudge? We're losing money because these teams like the Astros and Stankies are cheating. We want to know about this stuff. So they took baseball to court to make them reveal this letter, this, this summarization of the, the investigation into the Stanks and Red Sox. So because of these guys, the, they won their case, and the letter had to be published. So what do we find out? The letter said, according to Major League Baseball's investigation, the Stankies were using replay monitors in 2015 and 2016 to help decode the opposing team's signs and essence. They were cheating. They would have runners on second base relay stolen signs to their hitters, and the Stanks were fined $100,000. How about that? Now, I hear Stanky fans saying, well, the Red Sox were basically doing the same thing. Yep, you're right. They were. And I have long defended teams that do this stuff. It's part of baseball. It's up to you to hide your signs. It's not up to Major League Baseball to tell the other people don't look in. 
It's kind of like card counting. Don't tell me what I can't think. You know, you can tell me what I can't do, but don't tell me I can't think about counting cards. That's up to you to come up with a system where I can't. And same thing here. But the difference between the Stankies and the Red Sox is the Stankies were bitching and moaning and crying about the Houston Astros all along knowing they were cheating themselves. I mean, you got goofy Aaron Judge. Oh, I lost out on my MVP and I got the Stankies and Cashman crying about not winning the World Series and all the dopey Yankee fans. Meanwhile, they're cheating themselves. I knew it. I said it at the time. What do you do? You talk about being completely two-faced. The Yankees should offer up an apology. We are idiots. We were crying about the Astros while we were cheating ourselves. Kick them out of baseball. Phone calls coming up next. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. It's tough. Sure, they're going to come out with a lot of energy, especially at home. I don't know, some of them games, guys play 48, 46 minutes, you know, it's, it's do or die. So we got to play with a sense of urgency also because it's a big game for us too. High fly ball down the right field line. And it's gone! A home run for Anthony Rizzo! Right down the line, right inside the pole. His first three home run game of his career. And Rizzo here in the eighth. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the Sports Grid Radio Network. 844-843-6879. Toll-free telephone number on this Wednesday. 844-843-6879. Yes. Uh, Michael K. there with the call, and uh, Chris Paul was the one that was uh, started off uh, when we came back from break talking about closing out the New Orleans Pelicans and how difficult uh, it will be. I will say this, you know, Suns up three games to one, or three games to two now. I, I hope, uh, I think I said 3-1 before before as well, 3-2 uh, obviously. I hope they close out the Pelicans because we have the Suns minus a game and a half. So we could hedge. Because they are going to be favored. You know what? Let me just double check before we hit the calls. Let me see what they're favored as. Uh, I'm guessing four, five, three, um, two. Oof, fudge. All right. So New Orleans on a money line is only plus uh, 108. I think we laid four and a half to one on uh, four, four and a half or three and a half to one on Phoenix. I have to double check the stats uh, to uh, win by. Uh, you know, in, in six series or less. So uh, we can't really hedge too much on that one. Got it maybe in-game live. Suns jump out to a nice quick little 10-2 lead, and that uh, New Orleans is like plus two to one. Then then we can start hedging a little bit. But how great was Phoenix sports last night? You know, if, if you're an Arizona sports fan and you just arbitrarily just say, I'm betting all my teams every single night, I don't care if they all stink. Suns go up 3-2, win, cover the spread. Diamondbacks somehow or another beat the Dodgers as two to one underdogs. A rare, 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 rare win, which we'll get into here in a little second. 
and the Arizona Coyotes, which had lost 10 in a row, last placed one of the worst teams in the National Hockey League, on the road beat Minnesota, which is battling for uh, second place home ice advantage in the postseason against St. Louis, and then they beat Minnesota 5-3, to snapping their 10-game uh, losing streak as 4-1 to underdogs. Wow. A uh, 4-1, to one, a 2-1, to one, and, and uh, Phoenix uh, covering the spread. Not bad. We got our $5 underdog parlay that we actually, you know, we're coming close on this stuff. We, we hit a couple last night, but uh, we, we should have played all Arizona teams. And we did play a couple of them, but we should have stopped right there. How about that? Uh, not bad for an Arizona sports fan. All right, 844-843-6879. I got news on uh, Tom Brady. I got news on uh, the 49ers, uh, perhaps trading Dabo uh, Samuel, uh, or Debo Samuel, and... Um, what else do we got? We got the pyramid plays, uh, another winning night shots on goal, and we'll get into the open parlays and all that other good stuff. So uh, first up, few phone calls, as we always like to have. Um, let's see. Johnny in Manhattan. John, welcome to Opposite Picks. Hey, Scott. Good morning. How are you? Good, John. How are you, bud? Uh, I'm good, Scott. Uh, Scott, respectfully and with love, you're totally, totally lost on this Yankees thing. The Yankees <laughs> I knew you'd call. are in trouble because they the Yankees are in trouble because they said words over the telephone that they were not allowed to say. They did not relay the signs electronically like the Red Sox did on the Apple Watch. What's the and difference? I know you want to hang on. Can I just finish, Scott? Go listen, ahead. You have to read the. You have to read baseball's statement. The Yankees did not, N-O-T, violate MLB rules at the time governing sign stealing. One more time. The Yankees did not violate MLB rules at the time governing sign stealing. They were fined $100,000 for what? For nothing? Well, they were fined $100,000, John, for nothing then? For, for talking balls and strikes on the phone. Here's the, rest. Here's the other sentence, Scott. This, this statement, you have to read the statement from baseball. At the time, use of the replay room to decode signs was not, N-O-T, not expressly prohibited by MLB rules. So the Yankees were not allowed to talk balls and strikes on the phone, and they did in 2015 and 2016, and then they changed the rule in 2017. Scott, you have to go to baseball's statement saying the Yankees did not violate MLB rules at the time governing the sign stealing. I'm out. I love you, Scott. All right, John, but that is like saying the guys that use steroids before they crack down on steroids, uh, it's okay. No, steroids were illegal, regardless of whether Major League Baseball was cracking down on it and knew about it and emphasized you can't do this. They were illegal. It was illegal as far as the government is concerned. You could have been thrown in jail. Illegal is illegal, whether baseball wants to acknowledge it or not. Same thing with this. It was illegal. And that's not the point. You're missing the point, John, as most stanky fans do. The point is, I'm not going to argue whether they did or didn't do this or didn't do that. You, you might be right about that stuff, but the point is they did cheat. They did do things they were not supposed to do. And because of that, they should have shut their traps when they found out that the Houston Astros were doing some things as well, because they should have said to themselves, well, you know, we were cheating also. They may have been cheating a little bit more than what we were, but, you know, we kind of 
caught with our hand in the cookie jar as well for two years, and we were fined. So don't tell me like this was a okay, no big deal thing. You wouldn't have got fined a hundred thousand dollars, which uh, you know is a lot of money, I guess, uh, for you and I, obviously. But for baseball, no. But it is still when it comes to fines. So the point is, the Yankees were crying about how they lost the World Series and they lost the MVP award because the Astros were cheating when they were cheating themselves just a couple years earlier. Mike in Brooklyn. Mike, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks on uh, Sports Grid Radio. Hey, what's up, Scotty? How you doing, man? Good, Mike. How are you? Good, man. Yeah, I listen to you every day. You get, you get the same callers. I figured, let me add one to the mix. Good. Um, Good. I appreciate it. Baby steps here. I appreciate that, yeah. Mike. Yeah, man. Um, do you, do, you, uh, do you follow MMA at all, UFC, or not really? Uh, not really, but I do watch it, you know, on, on a Saturday night. I, I host in-game live at 10, and then I'm usually at my set here with the TV on, so I'll, I'll watch some of these bigger events. But I'm not like, if you start naming names and who to bet on, no, I'd be lost. Yeah. But I, I do watch a little bit. Gotcha. I think, first off, what a, what a great trade it was for the Nets, huh? Ben Simmons hasn't even stepped foot on the court yet. <laughs> what a joke. Yeah. What a joke. What a complete joke. And then they get swept to just rub it in. What a joke. It doesn't get yeah. any worse than I, that, Scotty. It really doesn't. It really doesn't. It really I, I don't know how they ever approved this trade. Uh, you know, listen, they did get two first-round picks in a mic, but th those are going to be worthless. They're Philadelphia, they're, so they're going to be in the in the late 20s. I mean, they're, they're basically worthless. So, yeah. yeah, you traded away. I wouldn't have done it. I, I, I'm stubborn. I, I'm as Polish as Polish can be, so I, I, I'm stubborn. I just I don't care if KD doesn't like uh, or Kyrie doesn't like Harden or vice versa. I, I just would have said, you know what? Here you are. Go win a championship, and then we'll trade you at the end of the season. So I wouldn't have made that. What do you think about uh? What what, what do you Think, what do you think about um, the progress on Severino? I think he looks like one of the top-notch pitchers in the, in the league. Yeah, I, you know, listen, I would baby him, but absolutely. Um, listen, you know, I'm a Red Sox fan, Mike, but I still think the Yankees are the best team in the yeah. AL East. I still think with everything said and done that they're going to win. I, I do. I, I think they they have the most pieces. They got to put it all together uh, and get Severino back, and I appreciate the phone call, it is a big piece of that. But, I, I you know, that, that could be a real good team. It, it, you know, if they get Judge to start hitting, you'd like to think if you're a Yankee fan, the uh, you know the light at the end of the tunnel of them not re-signing Judge at this point is that okay, we have Judge in a walk year, and how many times you see guys in a walk year do great? Maybe that's what the Yankees are banking on. Like you know what, we could give them his thirty-five million dollars right now, but geez, if if we're gonna do that, why don't we just wait? Have them put up monster numbers, and then we'll give them thirty-five million. And it may cost us a couple more million, but you know what? If it means putting up, a, you know, a two ninety, thirty-five, forty home run, one hundred and twenty-five RBI season, not bad. Dom in uh, East Rochester. Dom, welcome to uh, Opposite Picks, one of our regular callers. You know, Scotty, as crazy nuts as things are in our country, at least one of the beauties of it is that uh, you can look at something and see red. And we could look at something and see blue. Okay, <laughs> and and okay. also for me to for me to be able to say, I hope you got your tape recorder going, that John from Manhattan was right. Okay, and Wetzel <laughs> tries to weasel out of it by saying that's like uh, saying that, but if a guy did steroids before they cracked down on him, that that means it was okay. Clearly, you must have meant Tubby Ortiz, 
when you were saying that. So, Scotty, the bottom line is they investigated us. We didn't do anything wrong. The Red Sox were dying for us to have done something wrong. But once again, we didn't. And the $100,000 that you're talking about was just Manfred's way to say, okay, listen, I'm going to charge you $100,000, which is like, you know, finding your wife five bucks. And let's go on about our business. Why were the Yankees then? Oh. Why were the Yankees then so afraid, Dom? Of uh, why were the Yankees so afraid of allowing this letter to be released? Then why did why did they go they to were, all lengths to make sure that people didn't see this letter? If, if you're telling me it really didn't reveal anything. Ah, uh, we lost them. We we ran out of time here. Yeah, tell me that, Stanky fans. If they really didn't do anything, then why were they so hell bent on making sure this letter didn't become public? And again, they were whining when they knew the whole time that they were cheating behind the scenes, like everyone else does. Opposite picks, all our pyramid plays and everything else coming up next right here. Opposite picks, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listeners know what that music means. Time to take out those padded pencils, get set for the fastest, but more importantly, most profitable five minutes in radio, opposite picks. What are opposite picks and newbies ask? Well, we give you seven games, 7,000 reasons why we like one team, and then we go opposite. Why? Because despite all the stats, trends, hunches, injury reports, weather reports, systems, and everything else, nobody but nobody beats the boys in Vegas. Proved that again last night, where we covered with Atlanta, covered with the teacups, uh, with Milwaukee, lost with Cincinnati, won outright with Arizona as a plus 180 dog, plus one and a half goals, and then lost with Seattle. So four and three, but a nice four and three with that big fat winner on Arizona. So that brings our overall record to uh, 125 up, 151 down. Still got a ways to go before we hit the break-even point, but uh, that's okay, folks. It's a marathon, as I always say. Seven more games tonight. We're going to start with the Milwaukee Bucks laying 12 versus Chicago. Bulls are cooked. I mean, they got blown out in both games in Chicago. They've now lost five of their six games against the Bucks this year by double digits. No reason to think the Milwaukee won't crush them again at home, especially knowing that their next opponent, Boston, is resting up right now after sweeping the net. So the last thing, I mean, the last thing the Bucks want to do is blow game five and have to play a game six in Chicago. Love Milwaukee to just steamroll the Bulls tonight. Yeah, give me Chicago plus the 12. Pick number uh, two, Golden State laid eight and a half versus Denver. You know, how can't you just love Golden State here? You know, they blew out Denver the first three games of this series. Denver needed to give its all to barely win game four. The Joker had a monster game. He's not going to do that. Warriors are experienced uh, to miss uh, out on clinching on a series. Nuggets get their one game. They're cooked just like the Bulls are. Love, 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 love Golden State to finish off and win by double digits like they did in games one and two. And three. Uh, give me Denver plus the eight and a half. Pick number three. Uh, we're going to go with Vegas regardless. They were eliminated last night. Uh, they play at Chicago tonight. Now, you would think they would be demoralized, but you know, 
When you're getting yourself mentally prepared for a stretch run, even if you get derailed, you still are basically still focused. So I, I like Golden. I, I like the the Golden Knights here, despite the the big odds laying a goal and a half. Um, Hawks are limping to the finish line as well. Uh, they've lost 12 of their last 15 games. No way they win. So give me a, give me a flyer on Vegas laying a goal and a half. Uh, give me the Blackhawks plus the one and a half goals. Pick number four, Dallas laying a goal and a half versus Arizona. Now, the Stars, on the other hand, they still need to pick up a couple of more points to clinch the final playoff spot in the Western Conference. They win last night in overtime against Vegas, so they're still alive. Hip, hip, hooray. The Coyotes are on the schedule after snapping their 10-game losing streak last night, which we'll get to here in a second. No way in the world is this pathetic biggest waste of human flesh and hockey uniforms west of the Mississippi win two in a row. Love Dallas here. Uh, give me Arizona plus the goal and a half. Pick number five, St. Louis, the Cardinals versus the Mets. Pick them. You know, Cards finish up their three-game series. They drop the first two. I normally ignore pitching matchups, but I won't here because former Mets Steven Matz pitches for the Cardinals. He lost his only game last year while pitching for Toronto against his former club. He's a Long Islander, grew up a, a Mets fan. No doubt once payback for losing last year, which he actually pitched fairly well, three runs in about six innings of work. So he's going to be especially pumped up, and St. Louis is not going to get swept at home by the Mets. No way. Afternoon game. Love St. Louis here. Eh, give me the Mets and pick them. Pick number six, San Diego. The uh, Padres laid a buck 60 at Cincinnati. Keep betting against the Reds. I don't know how many times I got to tell you folks, until they win a couple of games, they have the worst starting pitching in the league. The bullpen isn't much better. Their lineup sucks. You could name three guys in their team, and now Joey Votto is out. I mean, this team could literally lose 120 games. They've lost 11 of their last 12, with 10 of those 11 losses coming by two runs or more. I mean, they are atrocious. You have to play San Diego here. Uh, give me Cincinnati plus the 140. Pick number seven, Miami minus 130 at Washington. Wow, the Marlins are not only favorites, but road favorites. Uh, this guy, Pablo Lopez, is pitching for the uh, uh, Miami Fish. He's 2-0 with an ERA under one. Eric Fetty in his nearly seven ERA is starting for the Nats. Rare, rare road favorite play on Miami. Love the Marlins. Uh, give me the Nationals plus the 110. Opposite picks. Little seven pack after going a nice four and three last night. The Bulls plus 12 against Milwaukee. Denver plus eight and a half at Golden State. Ugh. Uh, the Blackhawks plus a goal and a half against Vegas. Arizona looking for its second straight win for like only the third time all year. Uh, getting a goal and a half uh, against Dallas. The Mets pick them trying for the sweep against the Cardinals despite facing the uh, former Met pitcher Steven Matz. The pathetic Reds worst record in baseball plus 140 against San Diego and the Nationals plus 110 against the Miami Marlins who are on a rare, rare, rare road favorite uh, spot. Opposite picks. We'll post them on the website as we always do oppositepicks.com good luck folks and there you go so uh not a bad day yesterday with our opposite picks so where are we going from here uh brother sometimes you just you know if you think you have this thing all figured out and at other times you just say what the fudge and it was one of those what the fudge nights last night for us man oh man oh man um Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Our open parlays. We were looking for win number five. 
with our regular open parlay. We had one four in a row. We had built our pot to 571 bucks. Not bad, not great, but not, not bad. We played a lot of favorites in that. And we laid it all on the line on the Dodgers minus 205 at Arizona. Didn't even lay the run and a half. Was, was going to be conservative about it and just, you know, piecemeal it up. 571 to win 278, and the freaking Dodgers lost. Unbelievable. Dodgers were 24 and 3. Their last 27 games against Arizona. Unbelievable. And uh, nearly all those winning by two runs or more. It was 3 nothing Dodgers. A team they absolutely own, and it's 3 nothing, and they still lost. Ugh. Five to three. So we scratch uh, that one. So we're we're now one and fourteen. Still, uh, I checked that one and fifteen. I got to update that one and fifteen. But that one winner was a big two thousand dollar winner. So we're still up six hundred and thirty eight bucks with uh, our open parlay main plays. So I'm gonna go right back to the Dodgers. It's an afternoon game in Arizona. They're only a buck seventy eight. I mean, less laying less than two to one. Uh, I'm going to do it. $100 on the Dodgers to win 56. Dodgers laying a buck 78 afternoon getaway day. There's going to be about four people in the stands for Arizona. No way. No way in the world Arizona is beating the Dodgers two of three. We're going to start another one. We're going to have two going. Uh, we're going to use Golden State tonight. Money line, minus 390 versus Denver to win. 100 bucks to win 26. It, it, you got to start these, so they start low. But we'll, you know, in the end, if you do it six times, it doesn't matter. As long as you pick six winners, it's going to come out to be about two thousand bucks. So, uh, Golden State's not winning. Maybe they don't cover. I, I think they will, but there's no way Golden State's losing. No way, no how. I could play Milwaukee, but they're like minus twelve. We'd win five dollars on a hundred dollar bet, so I'm not going to waste my time with that. So we, we'll use Golden State minus the three ninety. So we have two separate ones going out. Dodgers with one. 100 bucks to win 56 and Golden State with another 100 hours to win 26. And we when we win, we'll just roll it over and that's how we play the game. We also have a half a unit underdog parlay. We had one with Atlanta. We had one with uh, the Celtics the other day. Our $50 was up to $183. We had it last night on Coyotes, no. Diamondbacks, no. The Nashville Predators, who were leading 4-3 with 10 seconds left. They were leading 4-3 with 8 seconds left. They were leading 4-3 with 6 seconds left. They were leading 4-3 with 4 seconds left. They were leading 4-3 with 2 seconds left. They were tied 4-4 with one second left. Stinking Calgary, playing for absolutely nothing, ties the game with one mother, you know what, her second left, and naturally Calgary wins in overtime 5-4. to Ah, uh, fudge. Man, that would have been a nice winner on Nashville, which is still trying to clinch a playoff spot. They had all the motivation in the world. Calgary had none. And Calgary scores with one stinking second left. And naturally, they have to win in overtime. So we got to start a new one. 
We're now 0 for 23 with our uh, half a unit underdog open parlay. So this has been a little bit of a struggle here. All right, so we're gonna where are we gonna go? Not no NBA. Only uh, four games in the National Hockey League. Don't like the end of the dogs. We're gonna go baseball. We're gonna go Detroit Tigers. You know what? Who are the Twinkies to be laying the buck 80 to anybody, even at home? So Tigers got the Pineda on the hill. So we'll take the Tigers plus 168 on FanDuel. 50 bucks, half a unit, $50 to win 84. And that'll be a new one. Uh, parlay number uh, 25. So let's go uh, Tigs uh, later on tonight. Man, that's a tough one. Uh, that's a, that, that Nashville one. Uh, both Nashville and, and the Dodgers. Our $5 if lightning strikes uh, parlay. We had the Arizona Coyotes. We had the teacups, and it looked like they were going to win. And then I started like thinking about, wow, how can we hedge this thing? We got two more plays left. And then we had Oakland. They got whacked by San Francisco. And we had the crack out of Seattle. They got uh, whacked by Vancouver. So uh, our five hours to win 699 out the window. So we're 0-2 if, if lightning strikes. Where are we going to go tonight? And again, these plays completely separate from everything we like. It's just I, I grab some of the biggest dogs that just nobody's playing. And if lightning strikes and somehow they all win, we're going to win big with our $5 parlay. So we're going to start with uh, the uh, Cleveland uh, Guardians. Plus 176 against Otani and the Angels. He has been pitching great. So, you know, the Guardians playing decent ball. Who, you know, who are the Angels again to be laying two to one? So I'll take the uh, the uh, Cleveland Guardians. I'll take the Blackhawks plus 176 against Vegas, who was eliminated last night. So maybe, just maybe, they're demoralized. You know, Chicago, I think this is their last home game. So give me the Hawks plus 176. I don't think this is going to happen, but, you know, again, lightning strikes. Uh, we'll take the Denver Nuggets plus the 310 uh, against Golden State. I think Denver has a better chance of winning than, than Milwaukee, uh, than Chicago, rather. And then uh, our last one, uh, we'll go with the Coyotes again. What are the chances of the Coyotes winning back-to-back -back games after losing 10 in a row, right? So, But we're getting 4-1 to one versus Dallas. So if the uh, Guardian Indians, Blackhawks, Nuggets, and Coyotes all find a way to win, our five hours pay seven hundred and seventy-six bucks. And there you go. And for the uh, new people, we just started that recently, and we're going to continue to do that, uh, you know, until we uh, actually get one of these winners. It's only going to take one, one time over the next four months, basically. We have four months uh, worth of play. Our pyramid place. Miami, the uh, the Heat didn't uh, cover. John Morant uh, did go over 26 and a half. Uh, Florida did uh, lose to Boston. Ovechkin didn't play. And in our uh, baseball play of the day, and uh, playing only one Dodgers, uh, we lost on that one. Shots on goal, we went four and three. Uh, winning with Shabbat, Stamkos, Riley, and uh, Erickson. Uh, we'll give you the Wednesday pyramid plays, and we'll close up shop next. Office of Picks, Sports Grid Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You're listening to Opposite Picks with Scott Wetzel on the SportsGrid Radio Network. 
All right, let's wrap up shop with our pyramid plays, the best plays from each sport. NBA, two games tonight. Uh, Golden State laying eight and a half versus Denver. I would really be surprised if either the Bulls or the uh, Nuggets were to cover, but especially the, the Nuggets since that line is a little bit lower. Although I must say that line went from nine last night to eight and a half. So somebody is just coming in on Denver. Uh, best props over 27 and a half points. Steph Curry, he's all pissed off. He missed his four free throws in game number four. So you know he's going to be primed for a monster, monster, monster game. I think he gets 30 plus. NHL, listen, I'm not going to lay six to one with the Dallas Stars. I won't even lay a goal and a half laying three to one. I will take over four and a half goals, though, Dallas. So regardless if they win or lose, as long as they get five and they figure to get five because Arizona's given up five goals or more basically in every single game over the last month. Props, NHL, limited schedule, over two and a half shots on goal. Joe Pavelski for the Dallas Stars. Baseball, Dodgers right back on the Dodgers train this afternoon. It's an afternoon game, so be careful. Lay and run and a half against Arizona. Oh, actually, you know what? You don't even have to lay a run and a half. I automatically assumed it was going to be a monster line. It's not. You know what? I'll lay the minus uh, 178 and take my chances they win uh, by one run, even though they always win by two. And if you're only going to play one, you know what? Same thing. Uh, honestly, the Dodgers, I think, are the best play of the day, even though they lost last night. They're not losing 2-3 or three to Arizona. Getaway day, four people in the stands. Shots on goal. Okay, we gave you the one that we like if you're only going to play one, uh, but there are a few others that we're going to play since we're great at shots on goal. Um, 60 games over 500. Uh, Luca Dubois for Winnipeg. Zabinijad for the Rangers. Marchesol for Vegas. Uh, Petrangelo for Vegas. Uh, Pavelski and Rupe Hints uh, for the Dallas Stars. I'll post those on the website. Interesting story from Chris Sims, who says the uh, Dolphins were willing to trade the Bucks a second-round pick for Tom Brady. And then uh, Brady ended up changing his mind and saying he was going to go back to Tampa Bay after all that fiasco with the uh, uh, the Dolphin front office. So, pro, pro, uh, pro football, full circle, coming up next. We'll talk to you tonight on In Game Live. Be safe.